Welcome to the IVF Journey with Dr. Michael Chapman, the podcast for couples who struggle with infertility and want to fulfill their dreams of becoming parents. To access previous episodes packed with ideas, solutions and tips that actually work, head over to Dr. Chapman's IVF podcast on iTunes. You can also ask questions by contacting Dr. Chapman's rooms on 1-800-111-483 or by emailing him michael.chapman at ivf.com.au. Hi, this is Professor Chapman. Recently we've been doing some Facebook Live sessions where I've been answering questions from the listeners and participants. What you're about to hear now is some audio of those segments, and I hope they'll be useful for you. Welcome to Prof Chapman's IVF journey. My name is Ash Roy. Prof Chapman will be answering your questions about infertility and or IVF. Before we do, we have some really exciting news, and I wanted to ask Prof Chapman if he had something special to share with us today. So Prof, you have some news for us? The Australian Honours List was uh, published, and I was fortunate to be recognised uh, as a member of the Order of Australia. That means that somebody somewhere thinks that I've done a good job over the many years of my involvement in medical education um, and in terms of the science of obstetrics and gynaecology, particularly in infertility. So it's a great honour to be amongst those honoured on Australia Day. I feel pretty proud. What it was doing was recognising the things I've done above and beyond just doing basic obstetrics and gynaecology. I've been involved in the Fertility Society of Australia for nearly 20 years. I was the president and the vice president in the past and continue to have an involvement in that organisation. So, yeah, it's nice that there's a way of appreciating the extra things that you do besides just being a simple fertility specialist. Congratulations, Prof. That's really an amazing achievement. You've dedicated a lot of your life to this and you've you've been around the craps. I mean, you were also heading up the obstetrics unit at Prince of Wales for some period of time. So you really know your way around obstetrics and IVF. Yeah, I've, I've been around. <laughs> so what it's, I have to say, I've been a specialist now for 37 years. During that time, have seen particularly fertility change dramatically from simple treatments before IVF. The first IVF baby was in 1978. I had my first IVF pregnancy in 1986. Uh, when I was in London. And since then, uh, I think we did some m- mathematics and it's over three and a half thousand babies that I've been involved in creating. So <laughs> certainly very experienced in the field. Why don't we kick off with the question from a person who's 55 years old and submitted a question saying to you, I'm 55 years old, will I be able to get pregnant? The odds of getting pregnant at 55 are about a million to one, maybe even less, on your own with your own eggs. In the media, you'll see examples of women 55 plus having babies but the only way they've got there is by using donated eggs now in australia most clinics put a limit on egg donation to patients at at around the age of 51 the normal age of menopause so most clinics won't treat you if you're 55 you're probably going to have to go overseas if if that's what you want we have another question from somebody who's previously who's on our page has submitted it. I'm 46 now and I terminated my pregnancy in 2012 at 20 weeks. I then had treatment for two years 
In 2015, my IVF cycles in India were unsuccessful. Is there any hope for me with donor eggs? And that's from a person by the name of Rita. Okay. I mean, I'm very sad about the fact that you had to terminate a pregnancy. I presume it was some abnormality of the fetus, which unfortunately, those sort of abnormalities do occur more commonly in women once they get over the age of 40. That termination probably hasn't affected your chances of getting pregnant again, because getting pregnant on your own is actually quite tricky, has low chance of success once you're over the age of certainly of over 42, which sounds like you were when that happened. But you're right, the way forward for you to have a baby is donor eggs. In Australia, that is a is a prob- currently problematic because we're not allowed to pay egg donors. In other countries around the world, like Spain and even the United Kingdom, uh, egg donors get a fee for the service that they provide in going through a cycle of IVF of having the needles, the monitoring, and then ultimately the egg collection for you to collect your eggs. So yes, you can get pregnant with donor eggs, but the difficulty will be finding the eggs. I know I've got two patients going through, or three patients, in fact, in the last six weeks have gone through egg donation, but two of them were with a sister and one of them was with a friend. So it's possible that you may have a relative or a friend who's prepared to go through a cycle. And what I would do in that scenario, if you lived in Sydney, you'd make it a point to see me and you'd bring that donor along. We'd have a conversation about what is required of the, of the donor in terms of the, the treatment, uh, the, the injections for the drugs, the ultrasounds and the bloods and how we can organise that uh, to be the least imposition on their lives. In terms of the safety of that for, for that particular donor, it is an incredibly safe process. It's the same for any woman going through IVF. Complications are incredibly rare. Occasionally some bleeding, which can rarely, I can say in twenty the last 25 years, I only had one patient that had a significant bleed into the tummy after an egg collection. And so it's incredibly rare. Overstimulation used to be a problem. It is no longer a problem because we use modern therapies that avoid hyperstimulation, particularly in the donors. So it's a very safe procedure. I'd be talking to them about all of those complications to make sure that when they go into the process, they're fully informed of what's going on. They will then also need to have counselling with our infertility counsellor. That counsellor will go through the implications because in New South Wales and in most states, the name of that donor will actually go onto a, a registrar, register in the Department of Health and the child born from that will end up being at the age of 18, being able to access the information of who that donor was if you haven't told them beforehand. It's not a straightforward process, but it is it is possible. Some clinics around Australia who are starting to import eggs from in- internationally, but it's a very expensive process. We at IVF Australia in the next three or four months believe that we'll have a program working with an American egg bank. You can be looking at around $30,000 for the whole treatment cycle and the, the importing of those eggs. Don't give up hope, There are, but there are big hurdles to get over before you, you'll be able to have that baby that you so dearly want. Amy says, my partner and I are in a same-sex partnership and would like to know how it works with one carrying the other's egg. And would you recommend both going through collecting eggs and choosing collecting eggs at the same time, she means? Also, does the body reject a donor egg? I think I captured that question correctly. Okay, so no problem with same-sex couples wanting to have a baby. And and I've certainly had uh, that situation where one person's gone through the cycle and the other one has carried it. That's not a problem. I've had one situation where both partners indeed went through treatment in parallel 
um, so that they uh, kept the options open into the future of which one would carry the baby and, and so on. Generally, we'd be using one donor, one sperm donor, because obviously that's what we need in that situation, but that's that's all feasible to do. There is a slight increase in the risk of pregnancy complications with a donor egg, that there appears to be a higher chance of getting blood pressure in pregnancy. It's not, it's not a major issue, but there is a little bit of evidence that way, but I, it certainly wouldn't change things. And in terms of who carries which baby, that's the decision between you guys. We, we, we can provide the technology to make it happen. Yana says, I'm 47 and have a baby, a four, four and a half year old girl through, through IVF after 11 rounds and many miscarriages. What is the chance I can have another baby? My partner is older as well. Thank you for answering. Well, congratulations on persevering for those 11 attempts. It, it is a horrible journey. And what it reflects is that at 42, 43, uh, when you were trying, the odds of each chance of getting pregnant with each cycle is low. You know, at, at 41, I'll quote 15%, maybe 20%, depending on the number of eggs that we get. By 43, it's dropped to 8 to 10%. So it's not totally surprising that you had to go to roll the dice basically 11 times before you got um, that beautiful baby of yours. At 47, that downward trend unfortunately continues. So I, in 35 years of doing IVF, have had one pregnancy in a 47-year-old that went through to a delivery of a baby. And we took out some data now about five or six years ago and looking at women over 45 uh, around Australia uh, over a two or three year period. And of 800 cycles of IVF, we ended up with two babies. So that's the statistic. It's well less than 1% going through an IVF cycle. Going back to some extent to the, the previous question, donor eggs might be a way forward but that's probably it that said if you saw me i wouldn't say no to one try because you have been fertile in the last five years but i'd want to see more about your hormone situation before i said yes to going forward and you can find out about how to get in contact with prof chapman's office uh, by going to the ivfjourney.com or ring the IVF Australia central line which is on the on the IVF Australia website and ask to make an appointment with Professor Chapman and don't forget that you can access all the previous episodes by going to our website www.theivfjourney.com and select IVF Journey podcast from the navigation menu Thank you for listening to The IVF Journey with Dr. Michael Chapman, the podcast which helps couples negotiate their way through the IVF journey all the way to parenthood. You can also ask questions by contacting Dr. Chapman's rooms on 1800 111483 or by emailing him michael.chapman at ivf.com.au.